BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm really, really excited to tell you all about this. Stir is genius because only a single parent really knows or appreciates the life and juggles and struggles of a single parent. How trying, emotional and busy it can be. You and I are like one man or woman. So when you date, you need to have someone that is the right fit and just gets it. You don't have to explain that you've got the kids or you're on your own. And when you choose to date, it's taking you away from your precious time. So you really have to have someone that understands, wants to laugh, have fun and won't turn up late or doesn't mind if you cancel because your baby's sick or you know, all of these things that come with being a single parent, you know, sometimes you just can't drop everything and schedules change and they need to be flexible and fun. And, you know, when you do commit to somebody, you want to have somebody with the same mindset. So STIR and STIR members are firstly going to be on the same level with you and share immediately one common factor straight from the bat. No awkward conversations, Oh, will it be okay if I have kids or I'm afraid to tell him? Will it scare him? She already knows. He already knows that you're signing up for it. And STIR really is the perfect place to meet someone in the same position as you. I really, really think this is genius because only a single parent knows what another single parent is going through. So STIR is an app designed for singles who just happen to be parents. Download STIR or tell your single friends to try it out now. Let's get back to the show. Hi, I'm Caroline Stanbury, and I am divorced, not dead. I'm a former Bravo TV star and now former wife. Fresh off the back of my divorce, I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said between each other, society, the sheets, and everything in the middle. And lucky me, you'll be joining me for the journey. So buckle up. So welcome back to another episode of Divorce Not Dead. And today I am joined by entrepreneur, influencer, and founder of lifestyle brand Damsel in Dior, JC Dupree. And you have a book coming called Liking Myself Back, which I love the title, by the way. So I had a look at everything and I love the sort of the connotation of liking myself back because I think so many women don't. And give me the premise and why you wrote this book. But I mean, is it what I mean, presume it is about what it says on the cover. Yes, it is very much about how I learned to like myself back. And the title is kind of a play on, you know, the Instagram like button, which I have spent the past 10 years of my career on Instagram. I mean, really just 
not obsessing, but, you know, being felt very like tied to getting those likes and tied to getting those comments and that engagement. I mean, I've built an entire business around it, which has taken its toll on my mental health, my marriage, uh, my whole life. So this book really just goes into a deep dive of the last 10 years of my blogging career, but alongside my marriage and my relationships. And then we kind of reflect onto my past and just how I've come, kind of come full circle. You know, when I started 10 years ago, Instagram, no one was really even doing Instagram. I just had my blog. And so I've kind of gone through all of the waves of, you know, the different styles of Instagram and posting. And people sometimes will post like more editorial, flashy, beautiful, perfect pictures, which I got very wrapped up in being just a super perfectionist and obsessing over every single picture I would post that really almost cost my marriage. I was very unhappy. And so it was kind of the story of coming out of that and just learning to be comfortable in my own skin and sharing that version of me with the world. Well, let's just go back a minute. So you're married to your husband, Grant. How long have you been married? We've been married for 10 years. That's still so weird to even say that, but we've been married for 10. Congratulations. And you have, a one, you, have, uh, you have one daughter. So I think what you relating to or have related to and gone through is, you know, very, very poignant to a lot of girls out there. I, I don't know how old you were when, when all that sort of kicked off for you, but it's, I think, self-acceptance and looking at Instagram. And it's a very in- interesting platform because you, 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 don't, you do forget as an influencer that people actually really take it verbatim. And, uh, you know, I realized that I'm not a fashion blogger, so I don't care as much how I look in the picture. I will, I'm one and done if I can, but then I look at other people's and I'm like, you know, oh my God, look at this amazing page. And, you know, I see how the the colors sort of match the next post Mm -hmm. and the next post and they've created, what's it called? The, the, the board, the grid, the grid, exactly the perfect (laughs) grid. And I'm like, absolutely not. You know, my husband's more into it now actually, but my last husband would have cut off his own hands to not take my pictures. But this one actually spends his life trying to make me look amazing, which is so sweet. (laughs) But, you know, I never even thought about the grid and the colors and the this and the that. I just, I started Instagram, well, because, you know, I was on TV. So I think it's a different, different sort of look, but I enjoyed it so much for me. It was like a personal photo album in a way of like memories. So everywhere I went, it was so important to me. I captured everything because it was my, I, I used to actually really do photo albums and then that became my photo album. Yeah. But I do understand that girls sort of look at them and think that's really how we look. And it's yes. just not. I mean, did it sort of encum- all encumber your life so that, you know, yes. took over? Yeah. So explain. <laughs> it definitely did. I was 28 when I started my blog slash Instagram, which was very, this was 10 years ago. This was back in 2011, kind of when this whole industry really started to take shape. And it was very early. People were like, this isn't going to become a thing. This is like a temporary thing. Like, ha ha ha. You're making money doing this. Like, good luck doing that. Like keep your resume handy. Here we are 10 years later. And it's just boom, a huge, 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 huge industry. But at the time, you know, I was like learning to walk in this space, had no idea what I was getting myself into. And as a 28 year old, newly married, like I, I had no idea. Like there was no guidebook on like that. No one had done this before. Like now I feel like when young girls are entering the space as it can be very, I think dangerous for one's mental health. I do think that 
you know, either parents or friends or even the person themselves can kind of take what others have done in the past and see like, okay, like, I feel like people are just a little bit more aware now going into the space. However, yeah, I was completely obsessed over my life looking perfect. And that stems from being the child of an alcoholic. I did the same thing when my dad was drinking. Our life was perfect. I was an all-state swimmer, captain of the cheerleading squad. I, you know, made good grades, did not want to give dad an excuse to drink. I was just like the perfect daughter. So I was very good at doing that. You know, I had learned how to do that at a very young age and, and I was rewarded for doing that too. You know, I started making money doing this. I started flying to places like Dubai to speak on panels. And so um, that cycle became a vicious cycle because the, the more perfect I was being, the more I was being rewarded for it. And so it was like, Ooh, it was like a little drug, you know, I was getting like little hits, but really deep down, I would just really was not happy sharing my life in that way. It didn't feel authentic to me. Like, I really don't, I don't care about that part of what I like to share about our lives. I like connecting with people. I like doing things the way that we're doing them now, which is just being more open, more honest, sharing the actual reality of later. Once I kind of somewhat figured this out and not that I have it all figured out now, because I definitely don't. But later when I was pregnant, I think it was really the moment where I was like, I can't like, I can't, I just can't. I was literally beaten into submission during my pregnancy. It was the best thing that's ever happened to me at a really hard pregnancy. And I didn't share it at the time. I shared it like towards the end because I just physically couldn't do it, you know, and, and emotionally anymore. And so I started to open up about that. And the response was incredible. And I, I slowly started to see the strength in the community there and how, you know, People love imperfection. No one's perfect. I was about to um, say imperfection yeah, is actually right. so much more attractive on Instagram. Like when, yeah. when it's funny, cause I mean, sometimes obviously like yourself, I'm you're paid for a post say, and I'll put it up and I'll make it extra, especially amazing because yeah. it's, it's for the, you know, for the brand. And then that one will get exactly half my normal engagement. No one yes. gives a flying fuck. But the moment yeah. I'm like, you know, lying in bed with Sergio and I'm sort of, you know, got my eyelash stuck to my cheek, everyone's like absolutely roaring and loving it exactly. because it's you. And so I was so scared to post that picture for a sponsored post, you know, because the, you, you know, you've got a hundred different things to keep in mind and you're worried about the brands. And I was worried if I really let my hair down and just took mirror selfies every day, instead of doing the whole song and dance on the street with the photographer and the hair, makeup and wardrobe. I was afraid I was going to lose everything. I was going to lose the paycheck. I was going to lose the audience. Like, you know, it doesn't, it probably doesn't sound, it wasn't like a huge risk, but like it kind of was, you know, this is my like livelihood. This is how we support our family. For me personally, like I just had a hard time letting go of those reins because of my past trauma, because JC loves to be in control. It was more about that than it was about like Instagram. This, honestly, like Instagram's great, but it was just more about me being comfortable in my own skin. Let's take a little break from the show and discuss high interest debt and credit cards. It really can be hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel and it can be even harder to ask for help. And that's where Upstart comes in. Say goodbye to high interest credit card debt. It's one of your first steps towards financial independence. We've all been there when a huge bill arrives out of nowhere and you weren't expecting it. And that's when it happens. It can feel like the whole weight of the world is coming down on you and it's normal not to know where to turn. Upstart is here to help you. Upstart is a personal loan that can help you pay down high interest debt 
all online with a simple, easy to understand payment terms. Upstart has helped 1.8 million customers on their path to financial freedom. So whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt or funding personal expenses, Upstart can help you get one fixed monthly payment with a clear payoff debt. Upstarts knows you're more than just a credit score. You can check your rate in minutes for loans between $1,000 and $50,000 without impacting your credit score. You can even receive funds as fast as one business day after having your loan accepted. Don't wait to check your rate today at upstart.com slash DND. That's upstart.com slash DND to check your rate today. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided on your loan application. So go to upstart.com slash DND today and get your financial life sorted. Let's get back to the show. Hi, I'm Kara Natterson. And I'm Vanessa Kroll Bennett. We're the co-hosts of the Puberty Podcast. Each week, we dive into the what and how of raising kids through puberty, that roller coaster of physical and emotional shifts for kids and parents alike. Combining reliable science and relatable parenting strategies, we will all learn about, laugh about, and yes, maybe even cry about adolescence, ours and theirs. Well, I think being comfortable in your own skin is a really important thing because I even see it with my daughter. Like you'll see on my Instagram, I very, very rarely have my children on there because they absolutely hate doing it. But, you know, if on the off chance she allows me, I have to put six filters on her, which is ridiculous. She's 16. And it's Uh like, and she's so pretty, by the way, so pretty. And, but they're so used to seeing themselves with these stupid Snapchat filters that they actually don't, know what they look like anymore themselves. Yeah, that's really, it's, it's very hard. I know I'm, I too, I'm the, I'm similar with my daughter in that I, we don't post her very often on social media at all. Cause it's a concern. I mean, you know, social media and all these platforms are just slowly grooming us. I think that they're slowly grooming us to see ourselves through these filters because especially now with the virtual space taking off and not to like twist off onto like the meta, but <laughs> I think they're getting used to us seeing ourselves as avatars, you it's know, true. because before you know it, we're all just going to be like walking around as avatars staying at home and lying in our beds. Like I, you know, it really makes me feel sad. Like I have one son who's like a pretty much a gaming addict and he doesn't care if he goes out to see his friends at all because all his friends are in his virtual world world with him, you know? And I think you lose communication skills. I mean, I've certainly realized now that I've, I I suffer when with writing skills, I I find it really hard to write because I've forgotten how to do it. It's terrible. I talk to my phone when I, when I need to text somebody, I just send them a voice note. I don't even like type it out anymore. It's funny. It's true. It's like, but it's interesting that, you know, from your childhood that you've always liked to control the perfect image. And I think getting it across to people that life isn't perfect and that they're only seeing a tiny, you know, in the same day that you could have made that beautiful picture, you could have had us blazing around with your husband almost broken up, fallen out with your parents and all that. And then that you've just taken that shot, which by the way, you probably threw a brick at somebody to get you, get them to make you take that picture. 
and they don't know how much goes behind it. It's so, and, and, and people just think that, every, I mean, I get it a lot with everyone just looking at mine and going, oh, you have just the easiest life ever. Well, right. you know, it's just to make all this happen. It's not easy. I know. I know. And that is, that is exactly what this book is about. It's everything that was going on behind the beautiful photos. And I, and I actually call out specific moments from my Instagram and the photos are included in the book and the hardcover, the like official copy. It's, we did a little photo insert because some of the moments you see on my feed or on my blog that would get like crazy engagement, you know, very positive response. I'm like, well, here's what was really going on that day. You know, my husband and I separate in the book about the halfway point in the book, we were separated for about four months and no one knew about that. And so that was like a huge thing that was going on behind the scenes during what looked like a very picture perfect marriage and relationship in life at that point. And then you have like, like similarly to you, people being like, your life is so perfect. And you're just like, what is wrong with me? It's not, you know, it doesn't feel that way. And it's really doing, it's doing a disservice to the people that are following along in your life, you know, and it took me a while to figure that out, that it's not helping anyone being that way. Absolutely. Because you're selling a dream to people that isn't yeah. reality. And I think that's so, so important because it's like I always say, you know, people come and they go, look at the, her relationship or her relationship. I said, no relationship yeah. is perfect. And that's why I wanted to lift the lid on divorce and everything else. I mean, funny enough. So uh, let's go back to your marriage, because. I know that with my ex-husband, I was married 18 years before, but with my ex-husband, one of the big bones of, he, he always viewed my job as ridiculous. You know, they go to an office or whatever it is right. and do their job and come home. And I'm prancing around on an island or, you know, trying to get a picture yeah. of me next to a Christmas tree in a pair of underwear or something. And he's coming yeah. home and, he, and they can't take it seriously. It doesn't matter how much money you earn. It, it's not a job. And it's ridiculous. And, and actually the work that goes into being, making Instagram a business is it's really, it's really time consuming. <laughs> it it is. is. And I understand. And, you know, there, I, I'm, I imagine there's been a lot of Instagram divorces because frankly, husbands have become Instagram husbands. I know. And, you know, I know I want, I want to say like the poor guys, but screw them. I, I want to be like, oh, these poor husbands married one person and then they end up getting another, but like, screw them. And, but also it's, yeah, the whole industry didn't exist, you know, like Instagram didn't exist. And so if you think about it, these, <laughs> I keep saying these poor husbands, I need to remove that from my vocabulary, but you see them on like every street corner, like taking pictures of their wives and everybody has to do it now, but it's, it's definitely, I think caused a riff in a lot of relationships. And I know for mine in particular, Grant in the beginning, yeah, he was like embarrassed by it. You know, he his friends would call him Mr. Damsel. And he's like, really like Mr. Damsel. So he, it took him a while. And that was definitely a huge, I mean, Grant has always, always, always been super, super supportive. Like he's incredible, but there was definitely that, like, like, this is what we're doing now, you know, because it feels so vain. You're like, take my picture. And it's this whole like thing. He didn't want to be that. He didn't want to be that guy. You know, it took him a while to, to really like see like I either have to get on board and get on the court with her or I like get off because it was taking over my life. And so when Grant wasn't as involved, I was like hopping all around the world by myself. And I'm like, am I married to someone? So it, it caused a divide in our relationship for a while. 
So let's take a little break from the show. Did you know that only 9% of plastic actually gets recycled? I was quite shocked by this, considering how much time and effort we all put into separating everything into our recycling bins. And we found this company, Grove Collaborative, and they believe it's time to ditch the single-use plastics for good, as do most of us. Grove carries hundreds of products aimed at replacing single-use plastics across your house and your personal care routine. And by 2025, Grow will be 100% plastic-free, which is amazing. So they do everything from food bags to um, laundry detergents to hand soaps to organic cotton mesh bags, all different kinds of things for vegetables and stuff like this, which is brilliant throughout the kitchen because I think that's probably one of the biggest places that we use everything, not to mention, you know, the showers and hands and soaps and all of this stuff and cleaning products. I think it's really, really clever. Um, So you can switch to sustainable products for every room in your home, not just laundry, laundry soap and hand soap and things like this. And they have like deodorants, starter kits and all of this. All you do is literally order online and refill the containers that you already have. They have you covered with safe formulas and refillable packaging that never compromise on performance. Join over 2 million households that have already started shopping sustainably at Grove. So go to grove.com slash DND today to get a free gift set up to $50 with your first order. Plus shipping is fast and free. Get started right now at grove.com slash DND. Grove.com slash DND. Let her be shopping. But then, you know, it's difficult because you are like making money from it. I mean, you know, anyone that's really in this business understands it, you know, this isn't for vanity in the end. I mean, in the end, you know, it becomes an addiction and there is this fan, wow. this vain part of it because you, the, the pressure of put, you know, making yourself look per- perfect in pictures and everything else. But mark my words, this is a proper business people. I think that people underestimate if you do this right, you know, the money involved and that yeah. also is a drug because yeah, for sure, you know, I get, you get to stay home. You get to yeah. see your daughter. You get uh-huh. to go to wonderful parties you know, at 9am yeah. and sit in my people at home and it's yes. crazy. Whilst the rest of the world are, you know, trudging off to an office and it, it's a trade-in. So like as much as sometimes, and I, you know, I trust me, I, I, I do get enough because I mean, also me doing reality TV too, you know, between this and that, I feel like sometimes you just feel like a constant piece of meat. And now I have um, a team of people to help me do this, but like, you know, so in the morning I'll get, you need to deliver this, this, and this. And sometimes you just really fucking don't feel like it. I don't even care if I'm dressed to the nines. Like, this, yeah. you know, yesterday I, w- I was dressed to the nines. I got really dressed up because I was going to a meeting, an actual business meeting. But, you know, as I came down, all the girls wanted to take a picture of me for Instagram. And I'm like, I literally went, if you come near me with that fucking camera, <laughs> I'm going to lob it and you across yeah. the room. I don't skip down in the morning and go, oh, please take my picture. You know, I, I am the totally. most reluctant yeah, person. That? I mean, maybe every now and then, but I mean, I think it's very low hanging fruit. It's very easy for people to Belittle sit it. back and be like, oh my gosh, what you do is like so easy or like, oh really? Like you had a hard day. Like, you know, what did you do? Take a picture of yourself. I think that's very easy to say, but if you actually have someone walk in your shoes, for example, and like that day you had your life is on display 24 seven and you don't, and there's so many negative people out in the world too. You don't always want to open yourself up in that way in your home and your family and your kids. And before you know it, you're doing it, you know? So there's, it's not like there's no going back because people quit all the time, but like, I don't want to quit. I love what I do. But also quit and go where? 
It's like, you know, what are you going to, you know, it, it's like, it's hard enough for the world to make money. If you found a way to do it, do it. You know, I, right. I don't want to answer to people, but you know, there are things like where I found hard in my marriage, say, so, you know, and it's probably the same for Grant. Like, I don't know if you, if you're doing a beautiful stay with a hotel somewhere, there are certain deliverables you have. Yes, right. Great so, example. Exactly. So then you get there, they're very happy to take the staycation, enjoy everything, but obviously you have to take three or four photos or one photo, don't whatever it is. Before we take a picture, I'm like, don't touch the food. Yes, don't touch, don't the, touch food. the food. Exactly. And they're like, like seriously. So the moment for them has been completely killed because they're bloody yeah. hungry. The food's arrived and they don't want to take a picture of their food. They want to eat it. But then you're like, you're trying to explain to them, well, if we're just going to be normal and eat it, then we'll pay yeah. for the hotel. So, you know, that was part of the stress in my marriage. Definitely. You know, with the children, the children didn't want to be in a picture. Absolutely not. So it does, it really caused friction if they just, you're right. The man has to choose, is he going to get on the train or not be part of yeah. it? And you're right. My ex-husband had the same problem. He was always Caroline's husband and it drove him nuts, even though he was yeah. extremely accomplished in his own right did yeah. a job, nothing to do with me. He said he'd go into meetings and people would ask him about my TV show. Is it always real? Is it real or this or that? And he's like, you know, I, I don't care. And so I think that's frustrating. How did you yeah. pull it back then? So you separated and then how, how, did you, how did you come back from that? Well, honestly, I focused on myself instead of focusing on Grant during that time. And thankfully, and luckily he did the same thing. That wasn't like a planned thing. I was very good at nitpicking him apart and looking at all the things that he was doing wrong during that time. And you're not supporting me. And I feel abandoned and me, me, me. And we went to a marriage therapist that my personal therapist suggested. And apparently this therapist is like the who's who of marriage counselors in LA. I actually changed his name in the book because he's very, very, very well known. And I kind of poke a little fun at him and, and, and all good, you know, good fun, but I just didn't want to be, you know, whatever. Anyway, Soon. so we go see this marriage therapist <laughs> and he basically like rips me apart in our first session with him. And I was like, really? Like F like you, you know, he like, you're really like, fuck you, but it's true. Basically. Well, yes, yeah. Cause okay. I walked away and I was like, Oh. oh my God, Grant, my husband, of course, he walked out feeling all sorts of great. Like, yeah, like that, that went really, really well. And I'm like, really? He was like, what the hell's your problem? Like, Grant's great. Like, just put it all on me. And I'm just like, fuck. So I took a step back from that. Our second session, we had signed up for three sessions. Our second session, he ripped into Grant. So I was like, okay, I see where this is going. And then the third was us as a couple. There were very intense sessions, hours and hours and hours long. Like this was our, our whole day. At the same time, I was also going through personal therapy and I really just took a look at myself and, and was honestly, it's, it's like, sounds very surface level. It was actually like the hardest thing I've ever had to go through because I was going through a type of therapy called EMDR, which like really dives into your past and past just shit that I hadn't really unpacked. And I was running away from my marriage. I was literally running into my like full face towards my career and flying away and going on these trips and going to fashion week in Paris and getting a high off of all of that. But at the end of the day, when I was home alone in a hotel or on a flight, I was really, really sad and depressed because I, I wasn't connected with my partner and I love Grant and I chose him for a reason, you know, to be my partner in life. And 
as easy as it would have been for me at that time to just be like, oh, it's great. It's not going to work. Like when I really sat still and, and just got quiet, I want, I want a grant and I wanted a family. And those are all things like I had had a miscarriage at one point, which like put that wall up even more. Like, you know, there was just so many things that I had just buried. And so during that short time, I, I was very intentional with the way that I spent my time. I didn't travel. I, I really just shut out everything. And I'm like, listen, this like put the show aside. You know what I mean? Like stop posting on Instagram. Like just get quiet. All this stuff is like, it's not real, you know, like what is real in your life and it's marriage, family, friends. What do I want that to look like for myself? And, and once I just really got still, I, it was very clear that I wanted it to be grand. And so I just, I don't know. I started to just really dive into the therapy of it all. It Again, it sounds like so simple, like, oh, I just really woke up one day and figured it out, but it, that's not the case. It just took a lot of time and reflecting and crying and healing and being honest with myself about who I am. So let's take a little break from the show and discuss Cozy Earth. For those of you that know me know I love to do a lot of my work in my bed and I always take my nap in the afternoon. So one of my biggest luxuries is my bed linen and actually towels, toweling and bathroom, because that is the time I get to myself. And all of us busy mums know that we don't get much time to ourselves. So honestly, ladies, I can't tell you how important it is to invest in your bed sheets and things like this, because it's where we spend so much of our time. And Cozy Earth have created quality goods with responsibly and sustainably sourced materials from the earth so that you can get the restorative sleep that you need and create your own sanctuary and recharge from the comfort of your own home. And it's made from sustainable viscose from bamboo fabrics. Is Cozy Earth are temperature regulating, which means they'll keep you cool and comfortable all night long. Cozy Earth has been featured on Oprah's favorite list for four years in a row now, um, which I'm absolutely not surprised because they're so soft and comfortable. They also come with a 10-year warranty on all their products. So from the towels to the bed linens, which I think is incredible. So they must really be good. And they have a 100-night sleep test. That means you can try them for 100 nights. And if you don't love them, you can send them all back for a full refund. I've never heard of that before. And I think it's genius. So why don't you try your Cozy Earth? And they have provided an exclusive offer for my listeners today, 35% off site-wide when you use the code DND. You can't ask for more than that. So happy shopping. Let's get back to the show. I tend to say, okay, like for myself, I know that, you know, I make these changes and I go, okay, I'm going to be a better person like we all do. And then, you know, two, three weeks later, I'm the same terrible person I was, you know, I make it for like a week or so yeah. and then it goes back. Yeah. How, how do you like... I mean, first of all, Instagram comes with lots of other things, like as in, I know I want to get you sort of comments and things like this and likes, because I know that sort of triggers things in young girls and all of this, but, but being able to make a a real change and saying, I'm going to give more to my family and everything else. It's amazing. How do you actually fucking implement that? Because if anything, I am so busy right now and the the new show hasn't even kicked in. I can't even imagine what that happens. And I would love to take a step back and I see myself snapping at my children, snapping at my husband, you know, or look, you, you heard me just then like snapping at everyone because I'm not, you know, I'm absolutely 
doing way too much for anybody trying to yeah. keep everything looking perfect. But like, and, and I, I can hear myself, but I can't, you know, all those things have to be done. So when you say clear the noise and don't do anything, if I cleared the noise, I wouldn't get my I paycheck. <laughs> I totally hear that. And that's a great question. And I think back when I was able to take that time, I didn't have kids. I was not nearly as busy as I am now. Okay. Now that would be very hard to do, but I will say now how I continue to implement that, that time for me. And again, here I am in LA it's yoga. <laughs> for me, it's yoga. And I found my thing for Grant. It's golf. Grant loves golf. I think you just have to find the one thing you're going to do multiple times a week. I don't care if it's like a bath, you know, three times a week or going on a walk for 30 minutes, three times a week. Sex helps ladies. Sex helps. You got to put it on your schedule. Well, like we schedule that, but... it in sex. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, but you know what? It sounds ridiculous. We do it freaky Fridays in our house. But it so actually what? does. Do you do that? You schedule it? Yeah. Yeah. We do freaky Friday. <laughs> Amazing. And what does that look like? I mean, I don't mean so, the sex part. I mean, no, like, like freaky Friday means you go for a date as well, or it's just, you've got, you know, that sex night. We can go night. for a date. Great. This, this Friday we are not every yeah. Friday. We just, you know, we just can't always do it, but we do it. Yeah. Some, at some point, June's in school on Fridays. The house is empty. I don't care if it's at 9 a.m. or 9 p.m. Freaky Friday. Even if you're not in the mood, like it is getting done. And, and, and <laughs> girls, you know what? I really believe that that is actually so important because I can easily like I, I've just been traveling for, for work now and time difference and everything. And I got back and I found that, you know, I mean, look, we're newlyweds. So it's not like when I was married before, but I hadn't had sex for a whole week. And my husband's 27, a right? Whole week. A whole week. Yes. My husband's 27. You don't understand to him. That's like six years. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh my God, it's over. And, uh, you know, so it's over. Yeah. He's like, Oh, you don't love me anymore. And I'm like, Oh my God, come near me with that. And I'll kill you. We need therapy. Yeah. It, we need therapy. It's over. But once I, you sort of get over like, Oh, I'm too tired. And I actually go, okay. I'll, you know, you actually, it, it, oh, yeah. it, you do, it's like totally reconnect again and release. It's like you release 100%. all the pressure. It, it doesn't have to be for hours, girls, if you're lazy, it's right. just a minute and, and they need it. Yes. And my, that therapist that we saw, he gave us the best advice ever. Cause I'm like, he's like, just do it. He's the one that told us to like, just yes. literally do it. He's like, you're not always going to be in the mood. It's not always going to be like, you know, 50 shades of gray or like you're watching like twilight. I don't know what movie you're into, but like, it ain't going to always be that way. But sometimes once you just literally start going through the motions, which might sometimes 10 years, 13 years into my relationship, mm -hmm feel like going through the motions sometimes, sometimes it shifts halfway through and you're like, Oh, or sometimes it doesn't. Or sometimes in the beginning, it's great. Or like you find yourself in Mexico and you're like, this is so hot. Like, why don't we do this more? Yeah. I mean, when you're in a marriage for that long, you know, sometimes you just got to do it and like get it on the calendar. And like, you, like you said, it, it is also, and, and something he did say, which I was like, you're right. If you, if you're not having sex with each other, you're just roommates and friends. They're, they're having it with somebody else, but you're, yeah, yeah you're just roommates. Because that's what connects you to each other yeah. is the sex. You yeah. know, that's what the intimacy that you need to get, like, you got to do it. And it's so <laughs> easy to become roommates because we're all fucking wow. tired. We are all oh tired. God. We all have kids. We all have jobs. It's not easy. Actually, the one good, really good thing is, I don't know if you, if you follow me, but we travel like lunatics. And, you know, that is the time that we can really be us with no children, no, you know, all, yeah. all the girls that run my, you know, my blog and my podcast and every, everyone works in my house. 
So, you know, my house is like, that's how we feel here as well. There's someone always in this space, you know, which isn't sexy and like freeing with kids and nannies or, you know, assistants or all the people that are just in and out of our space all the time, which is why we, we implemented the freaky Friday. There was like a small window of time on Fridays where we're alone, but like, unfortunately not everybody in the world can, you know, do that. And so I think it really does you've got to like pencil it on the schedule as unsexy as that sounds. It's, it has honestly saved my relationship, I think. But we're like you guys too, like travel is definitely our time to, to have fun and cut loose. And we don't travel as much as we used to, unfortunately. So freaky Fridays. In my- <laughs> and I think, you know, on top of all of this, trying to be perfect. And then, I mean, you're raising a daughter. Children aren't sexy. I have, again, a very young husband now who look everywhere he goes, all he does is look at little babies and sort of go, can't wait. And I'm like, you know, try and wait just a bit because it changes everything. And no matter how ready you are and how in love you are, children do add a pressure that you just have no idea that's about to hit. And so if you're not strong before, this is, you know, another element that is just, you know. Definitely. That's why, you know, you hear that fame infamous, like everybody's always telling you kids won't fix your marriage, which is so true for us. It definitely, I mean, in the sex department, that was shut down for quite some time after June, my daughter's name is June, but it definitely also, I will say on the flip side, bonded me to grant in a new way, which I'm sure you could speak to as well. It's, it's an, it's a different, you know, bond that I have with him. Now the sex bit, we had to really figure out which the freaky Fridays thing came later. That came after June. Cause we were like, Whoa, like we do not have sex anymore. Like what is going on? But we had a, you know, an infant, like you said, it just kind of sucks the life out of you and you're so tired. How did you get um, then out of that of just routine sex? Because I think people after 10 years, you know, get stuck in this sort of like, I mean, I could have told you yeah. move by move what was going to happen every night. So we, like we, take the, we try to take the pressure off and not like overly think it. psychoanalyze it. We also focus on quality instead of quantity in my house. <laughs> so my friends, my girlfriends and I will go to dinner and they're like having sex with their husbands, you know, at least twice a week. I'm like, Jesus, like I'm not, we just don't. The reality of Grant and I's relationship is like, <laughs> I can't believe I'm sharing this. We'll have sex probably like once a month. But okay, it's that's like a quite bender. low. It's a it's a bender. <laughs> it's a bender. That's a hard no for you guys and your twenty seven year old. No, my husband there, would have but... left by now. But again, <laughs> I you know I I married to a teenager. Grant, thank God, is not. He's a little older. He's 42. We'll masturbate together. He's probably masturbating right now in the other room. Well, he does that too and still wants all the sex. (laughs) Go on like a bender. You know, we like, we get the nanny. June is not in the house spending the night away. Like, okay, so you get crazy, which is good because that I think is, you know, I was saying there's a certain kind of sex that you have when you're married for a long time that doesn't really change experiment with other things. And, you know, we've brought in some like other toys and fun things that we get excited about. And we like, look forward to that date. It's yes. not, it's like, it's, it doesn't sound sexy when it's like on the books. It's not always exactly like scheduled. We're not like, okay, next Saturday, you know, but we kind of both like, so we're like going to spend the night out that night or like, oh, my mom's like June, my daughter's going to do like a sleepover. And I'm like, okay, like that might be, and mind you, it doesn't always happen on that exact time. Sometimes there is like a surprise. We, we were on this trip to Cabo like a month ago with some friends and 
full disclosure, I tried microdosing mushrooms for the first time ever, which I had never done. Dead. Best time ever. Relax. Best time. Best sex of my entire life. Like totally unexpected. Yeah. Did not expect that. So I think just being open to being surprised too, in a 13 year old like relationship, it's, I, you know, I could have, I thought predicted how the Mexico trip would have gone, but who knew we were going to be doing that. And then boom, literally the best sex of my entire life. So I think just being open-minded and not feeling as though like, I just know my partner because people change and people evolve. And I think just like kind of tricking yourself into like viewing them as a person that you're dating again and having like fun with each other, you know, like I think is so important to like keeping that spark there. I think where marriages really start to slip and mind you, I'm no fucking expert is when you start to like, think, you know, the answers to all the questions that you're going to ask that person. Instead I of asking, I'm like, Oh, here yeah. you go again. Like, he's talking. Oh, oh, that's what he's going to do. Cause it's what he always does. Like maybe not, you know, maybe not. So yeah. And then, anyway. so, or just microdose, because apparently that's like well, the you thing know, to do. Right you now. know, in all of this for for everybody, you know, it does loosen you up. It's all natural. You can go out there and get into, because people are scared and they're scared to loosen up. And so, you know, they do offer sort of there there are pens for sex and gummies for sex. This is actually something you can bring into your sex life, along with for toys. Sure. Sergio and, and I love going LA. to shops and finding they toys have, like, and arouse pens. Yes. And, like, marijuana that's specific for that and it's that's legal if you're not into the whole microdose experimental not thing. Legal i'm totally here. not that person by the way i've like literally it's not legal here drugs. but it's very legal everywhere else in um, los angeles it's like just fly to los angeles no it's like an apple <laughs> store in la i've seen it you know i have no problem with everyone doing it i think i think it's actually so important to go and have these exper- experiments with each other and actually go back to being how you were when you were younger instead of w- yeah. when you are when you're when you've got all these bills and you've got all these responsibilities yeah. and all this life and i think you know your little experiment in in mexico yeah. took you back to those days which is you know and you're carefree and, and you don't care like, it rekindled it yes. like you said like it, it connected and like ever since that trip like we're still kind of laughing about it i'm like i can't believe we did that like it was no joke like three hours straight of us having sex and we were like oh my god i'm almost like disgusted with us i'm like I can't believe we did that we were like like ravenous Rabbits. It is. It's amazing. So we're like still like laughing and connected over that. You know what I mean? It, it like kind of reconnected us. So. And that will get you through for the next few years. But go, exactly. take me back to <laughs> now that you're now that you've connected on this level, you've been through everything else. But obviously your job is still your social media. So yeah. how have you changed that for him? Uh, quite frankly, and very easily when I was pregnant, I was pretty much being in submission, like I was speaking to. And it, I just, I wasn't able to like hire the photographer and go out and stand in the street with my picture, perfect outfit. And there was one day where I shared at, at some point how much weight I had gained through my pregnancy. I gained 60 pounds when mm. I was pregnant, which is a lot. And according to doctors, it's a lot, even though my doctor never really said anything to me because she's so sweet. I was very, I was just like, whoa. Instead of beating myself up over it, which I had done for nine months at that point, I was like, fuck it. Like, what if I leaned in the opposite direction? And what if I was like, get fatter? You guys, <laughs> I gained Yeah, I got to see how far I can take it. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, you guys, like, holy shit, I gained 60 pounds. Like, isn't this crazy? Instead of being like, oh my God, like, I gained 60 pounds, like, I'm hiding from it. I kind of just like laid it out there. 
And the response was phenomenal. And something shifted for me in that moment where I was like, what if I did the opposite? What if I just didn't try so hard and didn't try to be perfect? And what if I flipped it to where I'm like, you guys, I'm kind of fucked up. And once I started to do that, it actually felt freeing and liberating and so much easier. And now, honestly, my job is so much easier. I I post mirror selfies almost every day. So that's just like very easy for me. And it just feels very, I don't know, more raw and real. And I don't consider myself a fashion blogger really anymore. I just share my life more of just like a lifestyle person, I guess. And and, and it produces the same sort of income for you? If not more. Amazing. There you go. That's amazing. And you're happier. Oh, I'm so happy. It's so, it's all, it's so much easier. I was, (laughs) I was really trying so hard before, you know? which just goes to show you when you're really just staying, you know, true to really what makes you tick. It, I mean, it, everything will work out better, but it took me a, you know, a long, it was growing pains to get there, but yeah, I'm much, much happier. And now we're, we have other businesses that we're pursuing that are slowly going to be getting our lives less and less off the screen and more and more integrated in our own world here in Los Angeles. We're opening a new brand store in the fall at platform in Culver city. So I'm designing my own collection and it's going to be a store. It'll be e-commerce. So like, that's something that Grant and I are doing together that has nothing really, I mean, we're obviously utilizing social media to help us, you know, get the customers there. It doesn't matter how you look. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Amazing. That's what I'm looking forward to. JC, I've loved this chat. It's such a nice way to, to sort of teach people that the perfection isn't what sells. It's not what makes you popular. It's not what gets you more likes. Imperfection does. Reality does. You know, obviously we all ha- want to have a beautiful picture and whatever, but it's not reality. It's not our everyday. And life isn't as easy as it looks for everyone. And I think, you know, the fact that you've been able to sort of regroup and realize that and not get lost in it, which so many people do, is testament to you and to being, you know, your your love of your family, really. So, Thank you so much for coming on today and telling everyone your journey with with social media, because it's, you you know, I think a lot of people go through what you went through. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I can't believe I opened up in some of the ways that I did. You're very good at what you do. I'm tricky like that. (laughs) (laughs) Grant's going to be like, you told them what? (laughs) That's what Sergio did the first time I made him come on. He goes, oh my God, I hope my mother doesn't listen to this. Thank you for listening to Divorce Not Dead. Tune in next Wednesday for a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at, at Caroline Stanbury for all the behind-the-scene action. 